Hello world, welcome to episode 7 of my one-person podcast, The Bible Abridged. Today's episode is brought to you once again by Mother's Little Helper, hangover pills that actually fucking work. You can score them online at bigbadhangover.com. I absolutely stand by these things. I'm pushing 40, drank for 9 hours last night, probably had at least 8 beers and 4 glasses of red wine. I'm feeling pretty okay today. So again, check it out at bigbadhangover.com. So when we left off, we had Esau, who I've been calling Harry this whole time. He gave his birthright to his brother Jacob for some lentil stew, and then married some Hittite ladies who his parents publicly hated. Genesis 27. Well, Isaac went and got himself so old that his eyes just up and stopped working. He summoned his hairier son, Harry, to go kill some animals for him. He said, kill some wild game and make me a tasty meal so I can bless you before I die. Harry went out to go hunt, and Rebecca, Isaac's cousin slash wife, went and summoned Jacob, who was her favorite of the two kids. She said, quick, make your blind father some tasty goat shit, pretend to be your hairy brother, and then steal your blessing. I love the idea that you could trick someone into blessing you, thinking it was someone else, and God would just be forced to go along with it, by the way. Well, Jacob saw an issue with this as well, and said, Wait, I'm not nearly as hairy as my hairy fucking brother. What if, on top of my voice being different, the way I speak being different, and my smell being different, my not-so-bright father touches my skin and sees that I'm smooth-skinned Jacob? He'll curse my ass so fast, Rebecca said. Fuck him. If he curses you, I'll take the brunt of the curse. I apparently have the power to do that. So Rebecca and Jacob went and stole some of his hairy brother's clothing and put it on as well as covering his arms and neck with goat skins. Then Rebecca made some tasty food out of the goat sitting behind Abraham's tent, and Jacob brought their tasty food to his father. He entered the room and said, Hey, Dad, it's me, Harry, your firstborn son who's as hairy as a goat, apparently. I brought you some tasty food. It is wild game, just like you asked for. It might taste like goat, Maybe a lot like the goat you had hanging out by your tent, but it is wild game, I swear. Also, I'm Harry. You don't believe me? Just touch me. Isaac was having a hard time believing that Jacob was Harry, because he wasn't. But then he touched Jacob's goat skin and said, Yes, you have more hair on your arms than any human being has ever had before or since. Now kiss me. I'm imagining a passionate father-son kiss lasting at least five seconds on the lips here, but it was most likely a peck on the forehead. Actually, most likely the story didn't happen at all. Anyways, when Jacob kissed his dad on the forehead, he smelled Harry's scent on the clothing and sang a song. Oh, that smell. It smells like a field. I hope God gives you dew. You know, the water that accumulates every single day out here. I hope it keeps happening. I also hope you have plenty of food and booze and enslave a lot of people. Everyone should bow down to you, and everyone who doesn't like you can go to hell. Everyone who does like you will be blessed. As soon as his dad stopped singing, Jacob got the hell out of there, just in time, too. Harry came back from hunting and brought in some tasty meat he'd made. Isaac asked him, Who are you? Harry responded, It's-a me, your impossibly hairy son, Harry. Well, Isaac started to shake in rage. Who the fuck was that hairy person I just blessed then? Oh, fuck. I sang a whole song and everything. Fuck. I can't take it back. Harry started crying. No. Sing me a song giving me blessings too. Do it for me. For me. Isaac said, Your brother stole your blessing. Apparently my hands are tied here. Harry said, Oh, that fucking dipshit. First my birthright, now my blessing. 
Isn't there anything else you could do? Isaac said, I already told him he'd save a bunch of people, including members of his own family. I can't say that twice. Harry said, just give me something, anything. So Isaac sang him a much less positive song. You will be forced to live out in the fucking desert, far away from here. You'll live a violent-ass life and be forced to serve your brother. But one day, you'll get restless and fuck his shit up. At some unspecified point, Harry announced, I'm going to murder my fucking brother. Not now, but soon. First, my dad will die. Then, I will mourn him. Then, I will murder Jacob. Rebecca overheard Harry's promise to whomever he was speaking to and told Jacob to hide in his uncle's house in Haran. Then she told Isaac that all these disgusting Hittite women around her made her want to commit suicide, and that if Jacob, her favorite son, married a Hittite woman, she'd totally kill herself, which is a great thing to say to a man on his deathbed. Genesis 28 So Isaac summoned Jacob back, out of hiding, and told him not to marry a Hittite or a Canaanite or any other of the inferior ethnic groups of the area. So Jacob went to Paddan Aram to marry his cousin. When Harry found out about this, he realized his parents were racist cunts. So he decided to go marry one of Ishmael's kids, one of his cousins on the other side. So that's three wives for the Harry one. When Jacob was traveling to Haran, he stopped to sleep, using a rock for a pillow. He had a dream that God came down a stairway with all kinds of angels, and as you might remember, angels are terrifying, told him, the shitty part of the desert... I will give this to your ancestors. The people created out of your cum will find themselves in every corner of the earth, which is a sphere, and has no corners. When Jacob woke up, he decided that, instead of that just being a pretty crazy dream, maybe spawning from all the turbulence in his life, that this exact area was the gateway into heaven. He took the stone he'd been using for a pillow and poured olive oil all over it. Then he renamed the area Bethel and said, If I can find food clothing, and most importantly, not die on this journey to go marry one of my cousins. I will give God, who doesn't need anything, one-tenth of everything I own. Also, this tiny rock I rested my head on is going to be replaced by a place of worship. Not now, but at some point. Genesis 29. Well, Jacob kept on traveling and came across some shepherds giving their sheep water. Jacob asked them where they're from, they said, Haran. He asked if they knew Laban, his uncle. They said they did. Then, in an incredible coincidence, Rachel, Laban's daughter and Jacob's cousin, showed up with her sheep. After a bunch of discussion about the process of giving water to sheep that I don't feel needs to be included here, Jacob and Rachel kissed. Jacob told Rachel that they were related. This was extra exciting for her, so she ran and told her father. Her father, Uncle Laban, was so happy that he came and kissed Jacob, presumably directly on the mouth. Jacob stayed there for a month, working for Laban, before ever discussing the idea of pay. When Laban brought it up, Jacob said, I'll work seven years in exchange to marry my cousin Rachel. Laban said, well, I suppose it's better for you to marry her than some guy who's not related to her. Okay, seven years hard labor, you can marry my daughter. After seven years of hard labor, Jacob went to his uncle and said, okay, it's been seven years, now let me marry your daughter, who's also my cousin. I want to stick my dick inside of her. They had a big feast and music and dancing or whatever the hell they did back then for weddings. And Laban sent his older and uglier daughter, Leah, to Jacob, who was either so drunk he couldn't tell the difference or just stupid. 
Him and Leah fucked. He didn't notice until he woke up the next morning next to her. He was livid. What kind of person would play the switcheroo like this except me a little bit ago to my own father, he said before going to his uncle. Laban, you big gaping butthole. Why the hell did you make me marry and fuck my ugly cousin? I wanted to marry and fuck my sexy cousin. Laban said, well, around here, we married the older daughter off first. I'm not sorry that you just spent seven years of your life working for no pay, but I'll tell you what. Fuck my ugly daughter for a week. Then pledge to work for me for seven more years, and you can marry my sexy daughter. Jacob agreed. After dutifully fucking his ugly cousin for a week, he married Rachel and fucked her dutifully as well. It's written that he loved Rachel more than Leah, which makes sense as Leah and him got married against his will. God felt bad that Jacob didn't love Leah, so he decided to make it so Rachel couldn't have children and Leah would be super fertile, or it just happened that way, one of the two. Jacob, trying to be a good husband to both of his cousins, Fucked them both often and came inside of them every time, which made God happy and also made Jacob happy. When Leah had her first son, Reuben, she said, Surely this will make my husband love me. It didn't. When she gave birth to her second son, Simeon, she said, Now I've given him two sons. Will he love me now? He didn't. With the birth of her third son, Levi, she was convinced that he would finally love her, but she was wrong. She had one more child, a son named Judah and still received no love from her cousin-slash-husband who pumped these children into her. So ladies, if you're listening, this is good advice. If you fall in love with your cousin, don't have four of his children in hopes he'll eventually fall in love with you. Chances are, he won't. So that's it for episode 7. Tune in next week for episode 8. More on Jacob and his hairy brother and all of their crazy-ass offspring.